Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, I want to take my time and first welcome my guests because I know they're coming with a couple of expensive things. Uh, they're coming with their time and time. That, that uh, commodity is so precious. It is priceless. And I want to thank John for coming to spend some of this priceless commodity with us here at Threads of Enlightenment. The other is his journey that houses much wisdom, much power, much insight, much pain, and he is here to entrust us with this. And so it is my hope that I've created a space by which he can share from his heart, his spirit, and uh, teach us so that you and I would become better human spirits. John, thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Wonderful to be here. And I'm, yeah. I'm super, I'm super delighted to, to see what evolves through this beautiful conversation that, and space that you, you created here. Oh, thank you so much, sir. I want you to tell them, uh, because I've been, uh, teaching them and making them aware, John, that they are creators and that there's power living inside of them that, uh, is desires to come out. And so I want you to tell them, what you have created, because I tell them once a creator is awakened, the things that they hear today is not going to be the same thing um, six months, three months, three hours, a year from here. So tell them what you have so far. Thank you, Ken. So um, exactly what you just said um, is what led me and what put me in where I am right now. Um, and it, you know, the end result of what, what we're creating here um, gives me a lifestyle that, you know, right now we're calling in from, from, uh, from Hungary. Um, actually at a place called Lake Balaton in a co-working space just to do this call. Um, no, thank you. but you know, I, I have the beautiful ability to live a, a far greater expansive life, um, and lifestyle that I couldn't, I couldn't have considered was really available to me from, you know, growing up in a place, you know, in South Africa. Where mm. everything was very constrained, very, you know, very structured in a way that, you know, it kept people small and it kept us, you know, thinking in a certain level. And, um, you know, from that place, um, you know, you, you go through life only seeing so much of, of the journey. Um, and as you, as you just said, there's, there's this moment of awakening. There's a moment yes. of truth that is suddenly presented to us, usually through a, an event, um, through a, you know, what I call hitting the the bottom of the barrel um, yeah. <laughs> type event, or as as a friend of mine calls it, the Mack truck event, where you just get hit <laughs> by that Mack truck <laughs> and you're laying in bed going, "What the yeah. this happened?" Yeah. And you have yeah. time to contemplate in that moment. By the way, because yeah. you're not moving, you're yeah. in. A, <laughs> you're in. I love traction. those time. I think we're yeah. creators, so, man, and so we don't get to see those the ability that we have within us. Uh, John, because we are so busy within the system and plugged in that we don't get to see the greatness until, like you said, that Mack truck comes and boom, and we lay there and we begin the quest, as they yeah. say. So talk to us. Yeah. So, so the, the quest came from, from those moments. And we, I'll get back into those moments, you know, yeah. you know as we go through this conversation, because it's, it, they, they're important moments and, and really yeah. they, 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 they create those, those opportunities to shift reality and shift mm-hmm. or ask a different question uh, yes. or just ask a question <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that uh, yes. is outside of the norm. Um, but what it, what it brought me to 
was a place of working with amazing speakers from around the world, um, being able to bring you know, a, a gift that, that I definitely have, which is the, the ability to shine light on amazing human beings and mm-hmm. inspire others to kind of listen in and, and, you know, become part of and to, to, to kind of, you know, draw people into these messages. Um, and I see that that as, as my primary gift. Um, and in working with these amazing speakers for myself, before yeah. I actually started working with them, was the first part was I love their message. I love what they're teaching. I want to learn this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I realized that actually I would like to actually represent them and I'd like to actually go out and actually be on their stages and bring other people in and, and, um, and, you know, really get their message out to, to far more. And that has evolved to an, an extraordinary agency called Inspiral who represents, you know, some of the biggest in the world, you know, all the way from Anthony Robbins, you know, and and below, like I call like he's he's like the pinnacle for me. Like he's been the one who's held yeah. the space. You know, Tony mm-hmm. has held the space for all of us to evolve into and and shown us you know the opportunity to actually get our messages out in in a much bigger ways than we I think anyone could have ever imagined. Um, yeah. And he does it extraordinarily well. So all the way from that to 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 speakers who have an extraordinary healing message uh, through fasting and an extraordinary message through healing the emotional bodies um, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. I call them transformational speakers. You know, these people who give you an opportunity to transform an aspect of your life. Um, yeah. So we are an agency for them. We we bring in a tool called the giving model, which is a model of um, of helping those speakers reach more audiences so that they can mm-hmm. make greater impact by bridging the financial gap um, yeah. and what I mean by that is there are so many extraordinary humans out there who have who have amazing gifts who who see the opportunity to grow. However, they haven't mastered this one aspect called money, yeah. mm-hmm. and therefore that holds them back in so many ways. And they they, they want to do these programs. They, they are motivated, yes. they inspired. They have such amazing visions. Yet yeah. to actually to get there, it's going to take some either a miracle, and many of them yeah. have read miracles in the conversations that happen with with them, um, mm-hmm. and others we actually are the miracle. We are the ones who actually hand yeah. them the door and the key to open that door that allows them to become amazing coaches or facilitators or just go through a process of healing and evolution that you know transforms their experience of life. Yeah, I I think you're. Your ministry, I'm looking at it this way as a ministry, is absolutely uh, pivotal, important. I cannot stress uh, because a lot of those type people that do and deal with the spiritual side are focused on that side and their revelation is more of the spiritual growth than the different piece. And the fact that um, if you want to say God, the universe, look and say, wait a minute, these people also need someone like John that has the revelation on how to put that other piece that is necessary to propel them to the stages. And that's what I think your, your, your timing, what you do is needed even more so, John, because I think that, uh, arena, is being expanded, and there are people today that are receiving insights that are coming, and they need to be um, uh, exposed to the world. You had mentioned something before that I truly believe. There's a couple of things I tell people, get busy and start your journey, because out of it, you will discover your gift, number one. Number two, because I think it's it's there, John, and, and it comes out once in a while, but we, we stuff it back in because of you know, the living business of living and um, not enjoying life. And so the other aspect of this is that once you've located your gift, John, I believe that you and I are called to live from it and through it. And that's what you're doing. And that's the beauty of this journey. And I tell them, get on it, man, because I want to see what you're holding inside of you so that we can partake of this and have a great time. So, John, talk to us. Take us back to after your mom and dad kissed you, brought you home, put you in this beautiful cage I call the crib, and uh, start programming us about the limitations right there. <laughs> I think it is a beautiful science lab. And so 
Talk to us about your family unit. How was that? And how were your upbringing starting once you came home from the hospital, as they say? So just, just to pre-frame this, Ken, I've done a huge amount of work on healing my mother and my father, you know, <laughs> in the way that, you know, that, that I've created my life and the beliefs and everything else. So very, yeah. this, this conversation is a very natural conversation for me. And I, <laughs> I, I, I feel very comfortable in this and uh, as vulnerable as it is, it's, um, yeah. it's, you know, it's for people just to kind of get a sense of this and understand this is, is extraordinary. And I didn't actually know this as well until very recently. And, you know, literally the last few years, I've actually really delved into this as much as I, I understood the, the, the teachings of it, actually mm-hmm. through a process. Um, through a process that actually was called Meet Your Parents. It was a, an online, yeah. online program that I did. It was incredible. Um, I didn't really get how deeply, you know, interconnected we are. Every yeah, that's where it starts. How we play things out. So, yeah, you know, the big, the big stuff that, that played out for me was that my mother and father actually were not in a loving relationship when I was born. They had yeah. already decided to separate. Um, and I was a second child. Um, in my in the mid forties, for my mum and for my dad, I was born. Mm. So the late child mm. who wasn't really wanted, <laughs> you know, it was a mistake. That one last time, and, yeah, uh, I, I popped out. So um, yeah, so you know, a very a very challenging part for me was to witness my parents never sleeping in one one bed together. Always had two beds, two separate beds. You know, there was yeah. never any loving, um, no hugging, no kissing. Very very neutral energy around love in, in, the, mm. in my, my family. And of course, the effect of it, I don't, I, you don't know it at the time because like we have no measure of what is yes. lovable and not lovable. It's like, this yeah. is just what it is. So, yeah. you know, bringing that into my life and then being challenged with that with somebody who comes from the opposite side of it with a very loving family and really understanding, you know, the, a, a we connection um, yeah. and me understanding a me connection yeah. is, Two very different things when you start to get into relationships because I go into relationships looking out for me, making yeah. sure I'm okay, I have an escape route and everything else, where other people who have had the opposite of that go in a very weak connection. Yeah. And these things start to play out and you start to see them or they become, you know, these, these interesting conversations and, yeah. uh, you know, you start, you know, you start to trigger things inside that then yeah. open up the awakening of, of this and you can actually get to see it. And that, that was the biggest one for me to see was, was, well, one of the biggest ones I got to see was was this this thing where I was had to always look after myself. I you know yeah. I I felt like it was all about me being safe. You know, as much as I thought I was in there and I loved the other person and so when I really delved it back, I could see how separated I was with them, and that yeah. was absolutely a reflection of mum and dad sleeping in those separate beds. You know, being there for the kids. That was their decision. Yes. We're going to yeah. stay together for the kids. And how many families, mm-hmm. besides obviously families that separate and you have, you know, that broken up side as well. So that was, that was a very big part of it. And, and I, I grew up really having to look after myself. Um, in South Africa, they were both working flat out and I was looked after by the nanny. So yeah. really I was, I was on my own all the way through my sister, five years different. Yeah. <laughs> a very, yeah. very, a very, um, uh, a separated. Um, amount of years that, you know, she didn't yeah. want to play with, you know, the little, the little kid because he was, mm-hmm. a, he was yeah. an annoyance more than anything else. <laughs> so, you know, it, it creates such deep, um, a deep need also for love. So like, you mm-hmm. know, you know, this, 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 this over exaggerated need to have, you know, have people like me and yeah. over exaggerated yeah. need for love in my life and need for other people in my life because I didn't have any of that when I was growing up. Um, I was literally the little kid that played in a sandpit on his own for hours and hours on end, wow. and and that's the that's the memory, you know. That's and that, those yeah. are the things that, that that we get to heal in this process by asking a different question. And the first question was asked when I had my first marriage, and really yeah. within one year the marriage was over, and yeah. I I actually sat I, I sat in tears um, after you know I was you know very Christian. You know, um, marriage and everything else. And I just yeah. questioned, I said, I said, I sat, there, I sat, I stood there in front of a group of people in front of, you know, in, in front of God. And I made this commitment to be with them for yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And in an instant, in a year or so, 
I'm out. Yeah. How how is that a reflection of something that 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 reflects who I would like to be in the world? Like, like how can I make such a commitment and just break it so easily? Yeah. This is this, there's something else here. There's something I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. And that was the first question. That was the first question I asked myself. Like, like, what, what is it in me that has me just break a relationship and break a connection so easily and just walk yeah. off? And when I asked that question, that opened up a really. This is a great, a great example of how universe just reflects so straight, straight back to you. Yeah. Within months of that, I'm sitting um, in my home and I've got the television on. It's it's during the weekend. And I see mm-hmm. this man, this man's face pop up, and he's talking about this like woo woo stuff called meditation and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I, I, I pay no attention to it. And about yeah. an hour or so later, he shows up again on the TV. And like, <laughs> and this is like, this is like afternoon TV. So like, you know, these apps, yeah. all these weird things kind of come up. And I was like, yeah. For three days, I can't stop seeing this guy show up on the television. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I go, what is this? I, I, I need I need to pay attention to this. Like, what is? Yeah. What, I don't even know what meditation is at this stage. I'm 30 years old yeah. in my life. I have no idea what meditation. I, I'm so unconscious to any of this work. Mm-hmm. And I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to go and listen to this guy. Yeah. That was universe kind of going, hello, <laughs> this is the way, this way. Yeah. Because I asked the question. I just asked the question. And yes. The question was, what is it in me that has me just, you know, make such commitment and break it so easily? And I could not understand it. And I sat with that for, for, you know, many months and, and contemplated that. And I did, I had no answer. I just had no answer. So that was the answer that came. It, wow. First I science. think we, I think John, when we when we get into that space of the brokenness, and I think the questions that we ask is absolutely in its purest form and its most powerful. It is not asked with a distraction, you know, where we are not focused. And I think because we are so focused within that moment that when we release those words, that it the pureness and the power that is within it, that it goes out and seek. To bring the answer to us. And I think when we get in that, and that's what enlightenment to me, Sean, is the asking of the questions. And that's why I say to someone, when you go before a coach, um, most of them, 99% of them, if they're a true coach, have been through that situation. And the thing that they know is the questions to ask, because you don't know because you're so busy, but they know what to ask and how to ask it to you to bring out this specific thing because they went through it and they are able to assist you to get you out of your situation faster. So you're 30 years old. Where was this calling that sent you? Where did you end up, uh, John? Which Was it a different country? What happened? And where was this location and once you got there, what did you do? Because you're coming out of a new comfort, you're coming out of your comfort zone seeking. So talk to me about that, that movement from your comfort zone into the space of seeking, because it does cause you to do some crazy things that, that people would say is crazy. But to you, it makes absolutely 100% sense. And you see it as the only way or the next step. Talk to me about yours. Yeah. So. So in that moment, I'm already, I've, I've already moved from South Africa to Australia. Um, mm-hmm. this is when that message comes up in Australia. Um, I am, I, I transitioned from, you know, running my own business in South Africa to get my visa in Australia. I've, I've actually joined a massive corporate, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, no idea why I was even there. I was even sitting going, what have I done? What do I, <laughs> why am I even in this job? Like I don't do jobs. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so lots of those questions. Um, so number one, I actually go and watch the presentation of this guy. Um, yeah. uh, his name is Michael. Um, and Michael gives this extraordinary story and extraordinary experience of meditation. We're actually in, in the process, he actually takes us through a meditation and I, and I totally, I'm, I'm totally in it. And, I'm, and I just go, wow, this is how come I've not learned this? I was not in school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no no need for it to be in school as part of that system. Um, yeah. So so that just that opens up that just opens me back up to going. I need to move. 
Um, so yeah. I, I, I leave that literally within a month. I leave the corporate space and I go, I'm, I'm out. Sorry. I'm going to go. I need to go over here and I need to continue on my mission. Um, yeah. so I re, I open up my, my business. Um, and I, and I start back on that, on that journey, um, of being, you know, in, I guess, in control of, you know, what I'm, I'm driving forward. Um, mm-hmm. nothing special at that moment. However, in that journey, I have an opportunity to go over to Melbourne. So I, I fly yeah. over to Melbourne. I want to open up another office. And in, in that moment of, of, of doing that, I start to start, I start networking and I start to meet these amazing coaches. Funny you didn't yeah. say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I meet this amazing guy named Rick Schnabel and he's, he's got this beautiful company called uh, Life Beyond Limits. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, like there's something about this guy. It's like, there's, yeah. like he's different to everyone else in the group. <laughs> he's, he's uplifting and, and everyone else is very business-like. And I go, I need to talk to this guy. And I go and have a conversation yeah. with him. And we sit and we have lunch and chat and everything else. And I am just, I'm just in like this, this space of whatever you do, I want a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, whatever you're selling me, yeah, I'm, I'm taking. And I started, I actually started getting coached from, from Rick and, yeah. uh, and, and really. You know, lots of beautiful techniques to help me kind of uncover the first layers of the onion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the meditation, John, I did that. I still do it. I practice it. It's a part of my life and it's part that I am able to control the energies that are on the outside. I am able to have somewhat of a fortress that protects me. And that fortress basically allows me when someone uh, makes a question, uh, asks a question or does something that can disturb that energy, that fortress gives me the time to respond um, from the space of uh, calmness. And uh, I think without that protection that morning, I pre- uh, meditate in the morning. Without that, I, I before that, I, my world, I was in corporate America. Whoa, it was all over the place and my stress, it, it, all that stuff. But when I got into meditation, I was able to control even my stress from the outside forces. So here you are, you're, you're exposed to this and you're meeting because like I said, once you have switched, you, and I tell people, uh, <laughs> it, it, the switching comes from a statement. I call it, John, a statement of faith that you, you speak within yourself. And I tell them life is a series of statements of uh, internal decisions that you make, that you speak. And when you speak that statement, it is housed with power because you have just decided. You're not fluttering all over the place, undecided. And the human being is set up that once he or she decides, the Bible has a, a, a term that says, decide a thing and it shall be established. Because what? You're going to take the necessary steps to make it come to pass. And so you are beginning to shift your perspective as you are having these conversations. Talk to me, uh, John, as to how did you start to now manage self within these uh, encounters, the information, the additional information coming into you, and how did it sit within your spirit, and what did you do? Before I get to that, I just want to add to what you just, what you just, you said there, because I, there's, there's parts that, that really resonate with you, like this, this idea of making a decision. Yeah. And, and I, I love, I love, I love words of the language. And the word decision <laughs> comes from the word incision to cut yeah. away. And when you make a decision, you cut away all other options. Mm-hmm. So you actually, yeah. the only option is the, the decision that you've made thing is the opening as well. Of you know you moving through towards that, what you, what you what you want to create or what you want to move towards, um, yeah. and then the other part that you, you spoke about, which was um, what, what the, the space that you create with your meditation. Um, yeah. What I've found with meditation, I meditate constantly during the day, and yeah. you know this, you, you probably get a sense of, of of what that means. I'm not actually sort yeah. of physically sitting to meditate. I actually go on a I, I'll go for a walk. And I'll wow. be in a state of meditation or of everything around me. And what I find, what I find in that is it's kind of like you can be like, you can be, if I relate it to music, music yeah. is, is not about how many notes you can hit at one time. Mm-hmm. The music, music is created by the spaces between the notes. Yes. 
Yes. That's what I, that's, that's what my aim is, is to create more spaces between the notes. You know, I'm a male and I'm a masculine and I, I'm a, I drive things forward and I'm just creating more spaces between the notes now. And in those spaces it are those beautiful opportunities to kind of drop into, you know, a conscious, you know, something yeah. that consciously mm-hmm. just dropped into, as a friend of mine calls it, the, uh, the, um, the potato. It wasn't the potato a moment ago, but now it is. <laughs> you suddenly have these little moments of inspiration and ideas and, yeah. oh, I want to, oh, maybe I should call so-and-so. And then you take yeah. your phone and so-and-so just sent you a message. You go, oh, yeah. Yes. How cool is that? Plugged in, man. So, like, it's, it's creating that space, creating that music, creating yeah. that actual music for your life um, and yeah. that rhythm. Um, and how that shows up, you know, then for, for me to then, you know, go from you know, where where these are opening up is 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 really to constant. I, I guess it's the constant checking in on where where I, where my drivers are coming from. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. it's you know it's available to to like wh- what is my motivation? What is my motivation? What is my motivation? You know, where's it coming from? Is it coming? Is this motivation coming from a place of lack? Or from the mm-hmm. place of abundance, like just like that yeah. simple question, like why am I building this business? Like trying to grow it as much as I am. Is that coming from a place of like you know I want status and I want you know I want people to you know give me some kind of um, response and acknowledgement, or is yeah. it actually is it actually something that's up so deep inside me that I I literally my my life would be lack, la- lacking the purpose without it. Um, yeah. So you're constantly asking those questions, and I'm not saying it. I have all the answers straight away. But if, like you said, just, just as you start to make a decision to go in a certain way and then you start asking better questions, mm-hmm. um, you know, the better questions are always answered. And our job is to, is to be still enough to, to see the signs, to hear the whispers, yes. the, the things that are being delivered to us. Because I believe that they're always there. They're always being shown to us. The universe is showing up. Me, it's giving me direction, and 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 it's giving me an opportunity to move towards that purposeful end result of my life. Yeah. And if that, if my job is to do nothing else but ask that question, how is the universe showing up for me in this moment? Even when I get knocked down, yeah. the question is: so, how is this a beautiful um, yes. message and a beautiful sign on where to go now? Yeah. Um, and that and that really are, those are those are the main mechanisms really that, that I, I'm learning by. You know, I, I have this I have this saying that I've held now for about ten years. Everything is perfect, and our mm-hmm. job is to see the perfection in the imperfections. Yes, powerful. That is powerful though, um, because what it does it creates a different energy uh, when you have that type of uh, perspective, if you will, and it doesn't allow a negative energy to give birth in your life. And I tell, I tell people, um, when the tough things come, do not even consider the dark uh, energy. Don't even consider. It is not necessary to delve into it. Uh, consider not, I would tell them. Focus on, okay, this has presented. How, look for the beauty. Look for that energy that will propel you forward. Not cause you to fall backwards and so consider not when it comes and like you said it's, it's life is a series of questions this is how we grow i think also john it is how we tune in and and the teachers will say to be present but it's like a within being present it's like a a, a knob on a, on a radio that uh, you have to tune it in and, and turn it slightly. And it's just, it's not a lot. It's, you turn it slightly and then the reception comes in a little better. And how do you turn it? You ask those questions. And as you ask those questions, that knob is turning and then boom, you got the message. You received it and you considered not the other side because that energy is contradictory to your growth. I want to take my perspective. Empower my life through that by shifting it. And that's what you've done. So, um, this is what I try to tell people, John. This thing is not as difficult as they make it. It's, it's, it's just asking the right question, putting yourself in a space, but also there's a deepness within the individual that is, I want to take it down more deeper. It says it's a spiritual desire. It is not a 
mental desire where we just have it uh, go by when someone calls your name and it disappears. It is something deep. And once we have that mental desire where the question comes from, it is something that is retained, like you said earlier in the conversation, that that man's face kept popping up because that was a spiritual question that you could not evade by running around all over the place. You had to focus, get his message, tune it in, and then you move and direct the light. But talk to me, um, John, once you began to make these adjustments as, as we are talking about, shifting your perspective, how did you then, from shifting this perspective, began to head towards the space that you now occupy with the business and the entrepreneur? Because you've been that all this time. But how did you recognize that this was the need that within the space of teachers and spiritual folks, that was a necessary um, tool or platform by which you can then enhance and make the world aware of those folks? How did that transition happen to you? It's a great question. It's, it's one of those mysteries of life kind of things. You know, <laughs> you, I had no idea. Like this was not part of my conscious business creation. Like I yeah. just, I, I fell into it. It was yeah. presented for me to trip and fall into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and really, you know, I had I had web development company at, at, in two thousand and nine. I had a web development company. I had a an education company. I had a co working space. I had a um, a construction company, and I had a multi a multiple developments. <laughs> and and I had the most extraordinary um, gift from Universe, which is called the GFC, the Global Financial Crisis in 2009. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was all just taken. It's yeah. like that. It's like, <laughs> this is not where you need to be going. Yeah. It was just all right off the table. And literally, the ego was crushed. The ego mm-hmm. could not believe that I'd worked so hard to you know, create all of this you know, in my mind, wealth, the well, success, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the ego was well at work at that stage. <laughs> um, as much as I was still meditating on those types of things, I was just unconscious to this greater calling and the, the yeah. universe just went, this is not the yeah. way. Yeah. And literally took it all away, which is fantastic. And um, yeah. that was in 2009. Um, and in 2010, between 2009 and 2010, in kind of crawling out the hole, yeah. It was a hole that flattened me multiple <laughs> millions of dollars in debt and just rushing to let companies go, you know, and people go and my, yeah. you know, all of, all of my attachment to, you know, promises I'd made and all the things that I'd, I was wanting to do with the different companies. And eventually, you know, about a year later, I, cra- I crawled out and I sat in this place with Two, two of my mentors at the time, because I'd, I'd, I'd found these, these two guys kind of showing up and I'd kind of reached out to them. I'd need some help. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and basically I, I realized that the only thing left that I had was the marketing tools that mm-hmm. I developed from all of these other companies and a group of people who we were meeting on a regular basis, um, through, through, you know, through this, through the speaker that I was connected to, a guy named Roger Hamilton yeah. at the time. Um, you know, like I don't saw Roger Hamilton, um, running a, a, a beautiful company called Excel, and um, bringing together amazing people to you know, help create, you know, um, I guess an evolution in the way that we look after our planet. Yeah. And, and I realized that this was the only thing left. And I went, okay, so if this is all the value that's left. Let me do something yeah. with it. And, and, you know, in, in that moment, I started to use it. I started to promote and started to talk about just that one thing, left all mm-hmm. this other stuff out the way. It all came back so fast. It, it spun yeah. my head. And with, within a few months, I, I moved from Australia. I went, I went and actually started to live in Bali at, mm-hmm. uh, at a resort. In fact, I was, I was given a resort to go and live in for the next two and a half years to, wow. uh, you know, to, to basically evolve and, and, and help to grow this community yeah. and the teachings and all that type of thing. So, you know, I, I literally was picked up over here and gone, you <laughs> no longer, we're going to go over here and placed <laughs> over there. And I, I, I do remember leaving Australia and getting on that flight. And I remember leaving all the debts behind, you know, yeah. like, you know I'd, I'd done my best to 
clean up as much of that mess as I could. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember sitting, you know, standing at the airport about to check in, you know, with a little bit of baggage and whatever else, and my partner at the time. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? This month, I have no one to pay. I have no debts. I have no mm-hmm. leases. I have no nothing. I'm leaving and I'm flying over and I'm going to start a brand new life. It was liberating. It was <laughs> a whole, like literally my whole life was given back to me. Like yeah. the universe said, here you go. Now start yeah. from this fresh, this fresh piece of land. You know, you know, it's like blank yeah. canvas. What yep. can we create from here? Yeah. And I had to do nothing. Like all I had to do was watch the catastrophes sort <laughs> of unfold and just see them for the, the beautiful gifts they were. And I promise you, it took me months to see it. The first yeah. few months I held on uh, for dear life onto these companies <laughs> and, and I was crying and I was breaking down and the banks were calling. And eventually, uh, eventually I just surrendered. Eventually I, there was nothing more I could do. I just yeah. surrendered. It was you know, beaten down until you I could not hold on to anything else. Yeah. And it's interesting because like when you're holding on so tight onto an old, onto an old system, an old structure system, that's no yeah. longer serving you. It it mm-hmm. it will beat it out of you. It will it will yeah. if you're not if you don't it will beat it out until you have to let go. Your hands yeah. cannot hold on any longer. And then amazingly, what happens? You fall back and you get and you just let go of, of yeah. the bank and you fall back into the mm-hmm. river and the river uh-huh. just sweeps you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just sweeps you. No? <laughs> and it's amazing. You just yeah. sit there and you in all of it just happen. And the next two and a half years, you know, all expenses paid, living in a resort, yeah. which was like an absolute. You know, dream like could never <laughs> have happened to me. Like, could I live in a resort for ten years? Yeah, just showing up and showing up, and all sorts of amazing things that showed up, including an incredible human um, who showed up in my life, um, my daughter yeah. Allegra. Um, and a very very short story on this one is, you know, I've been trying to have a baby with my partner, and we'd spent you know literally years through IVF and yeah. the adoption processes and everything else in Australia and. We'd even gone into surrogacy and, 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 you know, tens of thousands of dollars and we're really, we're going to have a child. And in that whole process, that broke down as well. And we came to a place where we literally, we, you know, the the December, um, you know, as we're going back to Bali, in in the December, we, we made a a pact and a decision that, you know, maybe there's a greater, there's, there's a greater purpose for us. Maybe Mm -hmm. this, this thing of being a parent is not what, what, what we need to be focused on. And we get back to Bali and we're sitting and we're listening to a lady talk about this massive challenge where you know, there's this woman who's left her child with her. The child is nine yeah. months old. The lady who's explaining to us is in her sixties and she's, you know, really challenged, you know, physically and she's in breakdown about what she needs to do with this child. And this woman is not coming back to look after her child. And I'm sitting mm. there with my partner and we're going, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll take the child. Just, just it's, it's, it's sorted. It's done. Yeah. And within, within a few days, yeah. there's a crib next to my bed and our nine month old baby has just shown up like that. Just yeah. insane. Like she, is... she was waiting for us, of course. But you know, yes. those are the things like we hold on to a certain version of what we need to be doing. Yes. And yeah. then when we surrender, oh yeah. God, just, it all just goes so yeah. quickly back to us. I think, I think, John, that's the key why a lot of us are not getting our breakthrough, as they say is the surrender piece. And I, I try to use, uh, because my background is, is Christianity. I grew up in there, in the church and stuff like that. And I, I bring people to the to this garden. It's called Gethsemane. And here is Jesus just <laughs> crying. He's like, I don't want to do this at all, man. I want nothing to do with this. And that's where we, we get into that space. And we are working it up and we're working it up. And then eventually he says, you know what? I'm done, man. I, I surrender. And then once he surrendered, then all the other, the soldiers show everybody who was supposed to come in for him to do what he was supposed to do, um, came to about. And that I use that example to show people that everyone has to come to that place. If he has to come there, sure you and me got to come to that place because beyond that is some new event. Uh, adventure that we don't know about. It is a place of sometimes some turmoil, but within that turmoil is a tremendous amount of peace. That is incredible. And you're sitting looking around and people going, 
and you're like, I should be a little more upset, but, but I just can't be. I, I can't, I just, it's not there. And you're at this place where it's absolute peaceful and you know that you didn't bring you there because you know that, uh, the flip side of that is that a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, you were, you were pumping the iron trying to figure out this, um, this thing and doing it within your ability. And it's never within our ability. At least that spot right there is not within ours. Is that we come to this place where we must release all of what we've been taught, all of it, just let it go, and then watch the stuff comes one at a time. And I am, I'm so glad that you are here, man, because I know I have this conversation with a lot of people and the spiritual people that are there. Yeah, uh, that I know for a fact that people need to know and hear of them. And it is this financial piece that is holding them and keeping them and, uh, from moving to the next level. So the universe, as you said, God is whoever, uh, had to bring you out, man. <laughs> so because there are a lot of people out there that still need you. And I think, John, it's going to your service, your wisdom, your team are going to be needed more uh, now because there was another event that took place that um, uh, COVID came in and uh, it there was a lot of people pregnant with a lot of businesses, ideas, and books. And they were pregnant, but because of the business of life and living, they could have aborted that pregnancy. You had to go through that crash in order not to abort that pregnancy. And because you were able to do that, you came out and you came out afresh with this. Now, there's an onslaught of people coming, uh, John, and they're going to need you, man, because a lot of, lot of births and a lot of children were given birth at that time, and they're going to need you as a catalyst to walk them through. So talk to us, John, as to now these things beginning, you surrendered. Something that you had desired for years with your partner was you were just sitting there <laughs> and, and a conversation and all these thousands of dollars. And here was this gift that was dropped off to you from the desire of your heart, that spiritual need that must, and I'm telling people, it's more than that uh, natural stuff, this spiritual desire will cause things to happen, John. And look at your situation that you and your partner sitting across from this person. And I think you were given this gift, this desire fulfilled. So once you began to see this, John, that there was power within the surrendering and the floodgates were open, how did you now begin to manage John within that? How did you manage the onslaught of the, the stuff happening because you can get loose there, lo, lo, you know, lost there too, John. How did you begin to assimilate all of this that was happening and then within yourself begin to settle in, manage it, prevent yourself from uh, going backwards, as they say? That's a huge question. <laughs> <laughs> huge question because there's so much in that, Kenny, and, and, and you know it. And that's, that's why you ask it. There's, there's so <laughs> much. So yeah. much I can share in so many aspects of it. So let me see if I can do this in the uh, you know, most effective way to kind of get different aspects which are profound for me. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going I'm to address the first one, which is the spiritual one. I thought yeah. at that stage that now I was, just, you know, I'm far more spiritual. I'm connected. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being driven by spirit and everything else, but I had no idea. Mm -hmm. had no idea. Not in, in hindsight, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I had no idea is that I had so much, I still had so much of the past experience driving behaviors yeah. between it. And, you know, the driver was still there. The belief systems, the structures were still there. I, I needed, I needed to actually stop process. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd, I'd say it probably, I think it's about three years later, uh, 2014, 2015. Um, I, I got to a point where I just, I could still see the record playing and you, yeah. you get, you understand that. certain circumstances. This is how it plays out. So 
things. So yeah. this thing plays out, and I see these records, and I just got to a point where I, I, I went, you know what? I am done. I am like I'm going to give this one last crack. Mm-hmm. I, I've tried to restart this, and I'm, you know, and I, I, was, I was building already the business of you know, that that we have now in different ways, and I was trying to I was trying to build it in a way that you know wasn't money driven, wasn't um, you know status and 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 it wasn't driven from these places of lack and, yeah. and stuff like that. But it kept playing out. I could see the record; it was there again. And, there, there again. Mm-hmm. and I just went, you know what? I clearly haven't worked out how to let go of this stuff, so I'm just going to stop it all. And I actually yeah. took a six six month sabbatical. Shut mm-hmm. down all the companies. Shut down all the incomes. I shut down my commitment. In fact, I actually separated from my my partner at that time. Um, I didn't know I was going to separate at the time. But I just yeah. I went into a sabbatical, and I had to basically turn all of the ex the out outside um, you know projections and turn them around and just look at myself mm-hmm. and see what am I projecting out that's creating this reality. Um, and you know that took me down you know really the spiritual part for the first yeah. time I actually got to feel my my actual spirit. Yeah. Um, and different you know, opportunities showed up and different programs showed up and different people showed up to have much, much deeper conversations with me. I found a coach who talked about my core wound that yeah. you know, was playing out, which was generational for me, yep. that, that, it, that literally had followed me through you know, the spirit, you know, yep. re, re, um, re, you know, replaying each time this, yep. the same record. Like I, I got to see that. I got to see different aspects of myself. I got to awaken my spirit. Yeah. I got to feel like an, a, the energetic of spirit speaking through my body and feel the awakening yeah. of, of, of my spirit through my, through my eyes, through what I could see, what I could taste, smell, connections with people, yeah. everything. I, I had to, but I had to go to this place of, you know, and again, it's surrender and it's letting go. Um, and <clears throat> my, my job, and this was one of the mentors. He said to me, he said, because I was asking, like, how long is this going to take? You know, when can I go back to work? When <laughs> and he said, he said, John, the, uh, your measure is when you have nothing that's driving you. Yeah. There is nothing driving you anymore. There's nothing that, that that's putting you to go, you know, I need to do this or I need to do that. You're going to get to a place where you're so at peace. And then from that place of peace, and calls it the, you know, you're, you're kind of burning it all down. And uh, yeah. all of those cinders then just turn to dust. Yes. And he says, from that dust, the phoenix shall rise. And that's exactly the journey I was going on. That was what I was aiming for. I was like, aiming for all of those little cinders that were kind of like, oh, I need to do some work because I need to pay these bills. Yeah. Yeah. But everything was just being sorted out in the background, by the way. Like, like universe showed me stuff I had no idea of that yeah. it had my back. You know, yeah. you know, my bills were getting paid because people just deposited money two hours yeah. before a bill needed to be paid and exactly the amount. And like these types of things were just happening every every other day, every month. And somehow I was just being held. I was, you know, my 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 commitment to self was yeah. being detected and 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 um and the universe was responding back to me to allow me to do more of it and more of it whilst I was there. And it was super uncomfortable. It was yeah. like possibly some of the most uncomfortable but most spiritually awakening and liberating process I've ever gone through. Um, yeah. And I had multiple mentors and coaches around me to, to help me through that. Um, yeah, by the end of it, which, cause I was quite yeah. like, constantly looking for people <laughs> to kind of just give me some, some idea that I'm actually still sane. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, this, there's lots of ways to do this. You know, people go on ayahuasca trips and they go, yeah. they, 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 they mm-hmm. take some mushrooms or whatever else. And I think, I think these moments where we can actually, Allow people to kind of see past ourselves. Yeah. I think these are amazing tips and mechanisms to allow people to actually awaken their spirit. And, yeah. And, and, I and think just, so. Just to be able to see that there's something yes. greater than us outside of yeah. force that actually is so much greater. I think is those, those, those plant based medicines and stuff like that. I think they're amazing tools for that. Yes. You know, a lot of people so. kind of go down rabbit holes of that. I think that's for me, that's too much. We still yeah. got to do the work on ourselves, but to awaken people and give them mm-hmm. that connection to spirit, I think is amazing. So that's yeah. one part of it. So I, I'm going to I'm going to try and answer a few aspects of it because there's there's yeah. lots to this. If that's okay, so no, that's no, the one no. aspect. The other the other part is relationships. Yeah. So from that, the next the next part of 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 the the cycle 
was like this was the business cycle and stuff like that I was, I was working on. The other part of the cycle, which I hadn't worked out, was my relationships. Why do I keep having relationships? Yep. And that was my original question. Yeah. Which was like, yeah. you know, how come I'm in these relations and then I'm out? Yeah. So, of course, my commitment was whoever I bring into my life, I want to make sure that they hold me accountable. Yeah. To everything that I promise inside of this and my yeah. current partner isn't the person who showed up five years ago. Yeah. Um, and and what's amazing about relationships, which I've now learned, <laughs> is that every everything that you need to to see in your life, every everything that needs to be healed, every every part of you that you have you've not um, you've not uh, loved or or you know brought into self, you know all of yeah. these um, these traits. That are disowned, as you know, John John D. Martini calls like your disowned traits. So yeah. It'll show it, the, the relationship. Yeah. The other person is a perfect match to show yeah. every one of those to you. Yes, and um, and I had no idea. I had no idea how perfectly how perfectly the universe <laughs> makes this happen. Yeah. Literally, you can't, you cannot, you cannot imagine how you can't smart design it. This it is. has to come from somewhere else and someone else. You cannot design. it. Um, and you're attracted to this person because of all of these yes. things that you think you're attracted to, but actually yeah. all that they're doing is they, they're helping you to see all that. So yeah. within you know, a couple of years of that relationship, all of the stuff around my relationship and everything else and my being all showed up in massive ways. Yeah. And I knew at, at this stage that like this, this is now the case. Um, and the pressure. And I guess the love and commitment that you have for that other person gives you the opportunity to to evolve and to make yes. the commitments to actually find to to go for it and to yes. you know to surrender even further. Yes, the, sa- the safe space, the safe space to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. All and, of- and, and and also that that space which is which is a push because that other person loves yeah. you so much and they, they so much. You. And it, it sometimes doesn't sound like a like a, a a beautiful push. It sounds like a if you don't. If you don't get yeah. to sort this shit out, I'm out of here. I'm out. Yeah, that's a beautiful. It's, that's yes. a beautiful encouragement. To, to make, to make <laughs> yeah, so, I think so. so. This relationship. So this relationship part. You know, mm-hmm. so many people get into a relationship. They get into that hardship of the relationship, which is the yeah. second phase. First yeah. phase is the love and everything else, and super attraction, and then the second yeah. phase is, is the un, the un, the unveiling of all of yeah. the stuff that you really want there to. And I would love to. I'd love to encourage anyone in this conversation to stay in it, stay yeah. and do the healing inside of that relationship. If that yeah. person is willing to stay in it with to you stay. and do yeah. the work with you. Yeah. And just because what I found looking back, because I can only look back, is that every time I let go of the relationship, I continue to play out the same thing again in the next one and then the next mm-hmm. one. So, so I realized that this, this was the opportunity. This was the opportunity for me to heal it for all of my past relationships. Yeah. And hit it yeah. for me now, so that no, it does not continue. I, it won't continue with my, my my daughter. It won't continue with anyone that I have that yes. influence because I've 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 completed it here. And I think those are Decided, those are like the two big said. things that I want to bring to this conversation. <laughs> um, my one of my good friends, Jonathan Deporte, he has his revelation was with the ayahuasca and the, the to take people to that place faster because. A lot of, um, and the people that he deal with are those high, uh, pressured CEO boys and girls that don't know how to <laughs> come, come down and, and so forth. So he has, that was his revelation because he was from that group and he does that in all around the world. He has retreats that do that and his team approach it from the medical side more so than just the um, psychedelic side, that's a part of it, but they have physicians, they have um, all kinds of the medical team to work with that to create. And his vision is to create a safe space by which one can have this encounter to begin their journey. Um, the loving part, man, and staying within there and trusting, that's that's even some of what I'm going through now because I walked away from, from corporate America and, and I'm here, as I told you, where I'm at, and uh, I'm in a space where you know I'm being taken care of and stuff coming from where all over, and and it is humbling um, to me because it's not who and how I operate, and so I have to learn how, and that's where I'm at right now, 
to be honest with you, and I'm walking and learning where you have been. So it's really great to hear someone that has been there. And I believe the person that comes into our life, they are there for what they call to bring the scotomo, is the blind side that we have within our personality. And a lot of people focus on the DNA of the body, but there's a spiritual DNA that we bring down from generations and and all over that we bring with us too while we're here in this body. And that's the stuff we have to deal with and face those things uh, along with the um, the human part of it that we got from our parents and all of those different things. So this work is really, um, it's a difficult work in the sense that it causes you to strip yourself naked. Um, uh, mentally, you are stripped naked in all of the lies and the other things. And you begin to see your nakedness, the trueness of who you are to heal. And sometimes you need that other additional person that is there that is has the understanding and the revelation that this partnership that you have, this is a covenant. It's more deeper than just, you know, we're dating or we're, we're married. Marriage is not even deeper, like a covenant that you have with this person. It's deep stuff. And that means that you are allowing each other in within the covenant, the space to grow, the space to, for me to say to you, you, you need to straighten your, yourself up because this is, you know, and we have to be mature enough that when we are given that information, we don't respond from the base part of our, uh, animalistic thing. We can cuss up a storm and do all the stuff. And I used to do that till I realized purpose of that person in my life, whether it's a friend or whoever, when they make those comments, it is my responsibility to make the adjustment because they are seeing something that I am incapable of seeing. And because I want to be better and more robust and, and lighter, as they say, because as we are stripped away in these levels, we become, there's a freedom there, John, that is incredible. There's a freedom man, that is, and to live from there. And that's where I said in the onset, in the beginning, we're called to live from there. Once we have found out who we are, our gifts, and that's where we live from so that we can become servant. So here you are, you are equipped now. You're learning more. You're still, the, the, the journey is until we, we, we die. It's continuous. You have your relationship. You have correction as to, um, how. So now tell to us brief, how did you start to now say, okay, everything is coming back and the nudge comes and says, okay, it's time for you to walk into that space and be present. So that, that for me actually came through the relationship. And actually came, you know, I've, I've, I've had it a few times in my life to kind of yeah. give me that, that nudge. Um, and I myself, I'd say I'm a self-motivated human in general. Um, however, you get a nudge from somebody who sees your greatness. Yes. And gives you the, the loving sledgehammer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's true. Absolutely true. So, it's that sl- loving sledgehammer moment where yeah. literally it's 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 dealt in in a in a non negotiable yeah. um, statement of love. Um, yeah, I, I read this beautiful little thing that I posted with our team the other day, which says other people setting their boundaries with you is not an indication that they don't want you. It's an indication that they do. This yeah. is the, this is what they this is are they setting the ground for you to be there. Yeah. So exactly what you're saying. Yeah, these are the opportunities that people are presenting to us. I mean sometimes it comes as a as as a this is the final this is the final stretch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I've been I've been read my rights a few times. <laughs> That's wonderful yeah. though, isn't it? <laughs> she's there, John. She's there to do that. That is part yeah. of the purpose of her being there is that and it's being done out of love. Your from your partner there is done being in a space of absolutely one hundred percent pure love and seeing your um the opportunity that you can be and is excited to get you there. So I think John, I think it is a space of love, man. But it's yeah, it could be a brutal place, but it's a space of love. <laughs> yeah. 
feel that that if, if anyone, if everyone's kind of listening, they they're getting those those calls in their life where where like literally you know they're being demanded. This is yeah. demand to do this this way. And this is this is a this is such a powerful message from universe to show yeah. you some direction that you're clearly not listening to. Um, and you would have at, at that moment you can actually start to look back and go, is are there are there any other signs that I've missed that have been yeah. telling me to go there? And if you look back, you will you will see them, and they would have been, you know, they would have been much quieter. Like we, I, I call them the feather, the brick, and the Mack yeah. truck, as I mentioned. <laughs> and the, I and like we're always that. getting feathers. We're always getting those little, those little yeah. signs, those little whispers, a little feather on the side. But you know, if you're so caught up in your day to day activity, um, in in the process of, um, you know, I, I love this, and I'm gonna, because of it, it kind of fits into this. You know, yeah. um, a teacher of mine, Peter Sage, talks about. Different consciousnesses, the different, the different consciousness, um, of, of, uh, of how we show up in the world. Yeah. And the first level of consciousness is life happens to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the world lives in, in that, that place yeah. of, oh my God, you know, those, those, you know, Putin's doing this war. Yeah. And, oh my God, I'm, my life yeah. is over. And oh, I could, like, life is just happening to me. Like the government's this and the, you know, yeah. the, Medical system is that like it's all out of their control. It's all happening to yeah. you. So you are the victim of life. Mm-hmm. Then the next level of consciousness is life happens by me. If it's mm-hmm. not for me, if it's if I'm not doing it, then it's not going to happen. And that yeah. most of most of people in in successful roles, like these are the people you're talking about. These guys yeah. who are like you know running running hard, pushing hard, CEOs, CFOs, yeah. all that type, pushing hard. Like this is happening you know, by them. And mm-hmm. if, if they don't show up. Is not going to happen. Yeah. Next level of consciousness is life happens through me. This mm-hmm. is probably where I'm. I'm sitting right now. I, I, yeah. And I, and you jump between them. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I go into drop into by me, and sometimes I need to. Yeah. And yeah. I, I push something forward, but then the idea is to then go sit back in stillness and actually you know listen to the messages through you. And and when life happens through you, it it, it sweeps you off your feet. Yeah. Um, and those are those moments that I've, I've, I've witnessed in my life where I'm just, I get swept off my feet. Now there's nothing I needed to do to make that happen or have this show up in my life. It just swept me off my feet and took me. And then, and then there's the, the highest level, which is, um, life happens as me. You know, mm-hmm. the, the great gurus, um, and yeah. very spirit, high spiritual leaders, they're, they're in that realm where all is one and one is all. And as me, yeah. as, as I am, as is the world. I'm, I'm no clue. No, no, I'm, I'm close not there. You start to see that and you start to go, okay, get it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing, you know, life, life is happening as a result of me doing, 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 doing. You don't have the time. You don't create the space to listen uh, to happen through you and have, you have those messages. And I yeah. feel that that, if, if 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 people just kind of look at that for a moment and go, okay, could I could I be more in the listening, creating more space, more more space, and more space? Commitment to self is probably the best way to do that, and it, yes. I, I can't I can't state it any better than I, I had Richard Branson on stage about yeah. ten years ago, and I, and I was asking him questions, and was asking one of the questions I asked him was, um, so Richard, when 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 you wake up, like you, like he, at the time he had like. Two hundred businesses, two hundred yeah. under the Virgin brand. And I said, mm. what, "What? What do you do in the morning when you wake up and like there's a whole bunch of messages and all sorts of shits in the fan? Like, like how do you deal with all of these problems?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, "I go to the gym." <laughs> what, what do you mean you go to the gym? Like, how's that sorting out the problems? He goes, "I go and I look after myself. I go look after my body, my state." Yeah. And, and, and my, my being. And that's my yeah. commitment to self. I do that every morning, no matter what is happening. Yeah. And when I come out of that, 99% of those problems are already solved. Are gone. Yeah. And so I was like, I could not understand that 10 years ago. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. He's number one, committed to self, committed to creating the life and the, the, the environment and the experience that he wants of life. And he's, maybe he's meditating or whatever else, or he's, maybe he's goal setting or he's, Envisioning or whatever he might be doing during that process of, you know, being in the body and working out and, yeah. and he's enjoying and he's, you know, he's creating his environment and he's, he's doing it for self, body and for mind and for soul. And then when he comes out, the, the whole experience shifts, like realities yeah. shift and they happen because of that commitment to self and creating that space for self. Um, 
And I think that's possibly one of the, the biggest things that I, I've learned in life is creating more and more space. And when you create more and more commitment to self, the universe gives you more indication that you can do more of it yeah. and more of it and more of it. I agree 100%. Everyone that has been listening to us, um, I want you guys to get into his space because how is within his space as much wisdom, power, you're going to find some change in your life. Just touch base with John and get into his space. We're going to provide all the information for you to get access to him. And I want you guys to uh, learn from him so that you and I will continue this journey to be better human spirit. He mentioned something in the last uh, state. You have to have that committed self to yourself. It is where you learn about trust. It is learned love. It is learned forgiveness. You're learning some powerful stuff there. And you are not allowing the crescendo of life to def uh, deter you from learning and walking in your journey to love you. That is the most powerful place to be. It is how we are supposed to live. And this gentleman, John right here, is going to help assist you to bring you guys, all those entrepreneurs, all those spiritual folks that air that I know many of you guys, I'm going to contact you guys and tell you who he's here. I found someone that will help you to get to where you and I have talked about. So I want to thank you so much, John, for coming, man, and sharing with us. It's, I know it's a little longer than 45 minutes, but I appreciate this. This stuff is rich, man. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Mm. Thank you, Ken. You're a beautiful man. Love your message. Love your commitment to share these stories and inspiration with the world, man. This is, this is the work. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trial to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.